Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. So, I'm thinking about getting rid of my Facebook. Okay. I don't think I've updated it in years. You haven't. Your profile picture is of a picture of us when we were dating. But how cool would it be if I changed my name before I got rid of it to no one? Why? Because then... (laughs) People don't really like, I could click on pictures of theirs and click like, and then it would say, no No one one. likes this. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny, except for your picture would still show up. I think they would get it given my sense of humor. Not if they don't like you. No, I don't like them. They like me. You're so mean. I am not mean. You're the mean one in this relationship. Anyhow, welcome everyone to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me today, luckily, fortunate to have my beautiful, wonderful bride, kind of, sort of, best friend. We'll see, depending on how the rest of the show goes, Vanessa Markey. After today's workout, not best friend. Why? You tripped me, and you threw a ball at me. Yeah, it was it was to work on your core. And? It helped your and core. And your water bottle. Tight core. Anyhow, we need to move on. Remember, this is the show where we believe We can change your life by changing the way you look at money. And you've heard me say it too many times, but money doesn't have any meaning. If you're just joining us, don't leave yet. Money doesn't have meaning because it's a tool and tools will never have meaning. They only have purpose. The purpose of money is to either give it or spend it. We're going to help people clarify their goals with their money because we found when we clarify people's goals, what are they trying to accomplish? What happens? They stop focusing on certain things that are not important, and at the end of the day, they're less stressed because they don't have to worry about money. Right, because we've added a level of clarity. See, a lot of times in financial planning, I think firms just talk about tomorrow. They talk about 20 years from now. you got to get to that magical date. That magical date could change. That magical date might never come. I mean, I hate to be the, the Debbie Downer here, but if you're 45 years old right now and you're listening to this, you're not guaranteed to make it to 65. I mean, we use statistics all the time. We say, well, statistically speaking, the 45-year-old has longer to live than the 65-year-old. Statistics are accurate when we use large groups. When I use a statistic, though, to predict the outcome of a single event, a single person, it's going to be likely, it's going to be way off. Right. So... We're not guaranteed anything. 
you're not guaranteed to make it to 65. And you know, we don't want you to live so much in the present that you have no plan, no dollars for the future. But don't live so much in the future that you do nothing in the present. So we got a good show for you guys today, getting off on that rant. Um, we're going to talk a lot about healthcare. It's that time of the year to talk about healthcare. Um, we're going to talk about Medicare, HSAs, that's health savings accounts. So kind of excited about it. I've tried to do these shows before about healthcare. And they've been dry. They've been boring. We just got... Because I wasn't here. Well, that's what I was alluding to, clearly. And remember, people can't see that smile that you're giving me right now. I know. (laughs) So, you had an experience this week with a friend of yours. And, um, you know, especially younger generations, they're really, they're a little bit more socialistic, aren't they? In terms of their idea of healthcare, healthcare, government intervention, spending. Oh, everybody's going to pay for it for me. Right. Yes. We should all work together. Right. Yes, I did. Um, this friend, Nancy. What is it, Nancy and Jim, Bob? Bob and Mary. It's always <laughs> Bob and Mary. It's been a while since we've talked to Bob and Mary, but anyways. Um, okay, it's not a friend of mine. It's my sister. Like, seriously, she's not going to listen to this anyway, so she's not going to get her undies in a bunch. But, um. Well, how do you really <laughs> feel about this? But no. I think it helps people because when we share stories that are happening in our family, and I thought maybe it'd be a little concern saying it was a family member or sister, but, you know, everyone's got this stuff going on in their family, and... This whole millennial generation, which she falls into, you know, it's really at odds with the the generation of their parents, your parents. Right. right. Um, so anyways, my my sister is a stay at home mom. Not that that's, you know, good, bad or indifferent. Her husband has worked at the same company since he interned there in college. So now we're going on 10, 12 probably closer to 15 years at this point. Back, um, background of this. This is the type of couple that. I mean, as a parent, that, that's what you hope for your kids. They went to good schools. They married well. They're a good fit. I don't know that I've ever seen them argue. Their argument's one of those, like, where the lip kind of quirls. It's like... <laughs> okay, yeah. That's uh-huh. about it. And um, they've got a beautiful house. They Good income. Um, I mean, they've worked, they've worked very story. hard. They've worked yeah. very hard. They've not really ever had to struggle. They've um, never had a bump on the knee. No, nothing catastrophic or anything. So um, like six months ago, my sister and my dad, who owns a company, so healthcare is not his best friend right now. Dad owns um, the company, not sister and dad. Right. My sis- my dad yeah. owns the company, but my sister and my dad were having this conversation about it. And my dad was like, I just don't understand how anybody could think that this is good, you know, when... This whole stupid Obamacare thing, blah, 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 blah. My insurance for my employees, which, mind you, he's a small enough company that he's not required to have insurance for his employees, but we do it anyway for a few of them. Um, but they've struggled to be able to maintain paying for this. I mean, the news makes it seem like, well, small business makes all this money and they talk about the no. pass-throughs right now. But right. it was it's it was a hard decision to go, okay, our margins it more than doubled. Yeah, our margins finally we struggled through seven and eight in two thousand nine. We you know, we lost tons, took on debt, margins are finally back to where they need to be. And the moment we're back feeling a little bit of 
fresh air and you get a little bit of space this whole wham here you go by the way quarter of a million dollars in health care for your employees yeah thanks obamacare yeah company with 30 employees i don't even think that close yeah anyways go ahead um, so they're having this discussion and my sister's like, well, I just don't think that you understand. Somebody's got to pay for it and blah, 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 blah. And half the patients where her pediatrician's office is, they wouldn't be able to go there if they didn't have this. You know, high horse rant at my dad and my dad's sitting there and his face is turning red. And when his face turns red, you walk away. And that vein right in the middle, right above yes. his nose starts popping out. So anyways, that's six months ago. Fast forward to... This past week, we're, um, we did a little girls' day with our girls and my mom and my sister and I. And she's talking about Chris, her husband um, having to get a new job. Well, he did get a new job. Um, and the breaking point from ending at the current job to the new job, he's going to have 60 days where he doesn't have health care. So they looked into Obamacare. The plan that he has now... Bum, bum, bum. Will cost him $14,000 for two months. Mm-hmm. $14,000 because of the income point that he's at and the type of plan that it is. So now, according to my sister, it's crappy insurance. Right. And it sucks. Yeah, it's a bad system. Now <laughs> right. it's, now it's Now it's a bad system. And I'm, I'm normally I don't bite my tongue, but at this point I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to let it go. And I'm just sitting there thinking, huh, six months ago, you're telling my dad that you just need to saddle up pony and pay for it because somebody's got to do it. And now you see the injustices of the system mm-hmm. Now and why it's crappy. You know, we got a couple minutes before the break. I think it's a good point for me to say right now that, you know, this is the problem. I think where these generations are having a hard time seeing eye to eye on this because a lot of these plans sound great. When it doesn't affect you, it's easy to say that it's only fair that everybody has health insurance. And I, and I agree. I, I, you write that on a napkin and you want to see everyone have health insurance. The problem is, is when we have government step, when the government steps in, they're not trying to go too political here, but when the government steps in, broad basis, it eliminates accountability. I'm going to give you an example. And you and I, we... You, I know we talked about this at home. Do you know what example I'm going to use? Enron, because you went on a tirade the other day. Well, because I was doing a little bit of research on it, and they've got these old stock certificates that somebody said, hey, this would be cool for you. You know, Are you into something like that? I'm like, yeah, it looks cool, but kind of a bad thing for me to put on my office walls. Here's stock certificates of all these failed companies. It kind of sends the wrong message. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I want you to think about Enron here. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back. We're going to go into that. But before I do, real quick, a lot of you, we get a lot of feedback from people about um, sometimes when I don't do this, are you local? Do you have somebody local that could help us? Hey, we're local. We're in Grand Rapids, Norton Shores. We're in Holland. We, I believe, and I would challenge anyone to, to tell us otherwise, I think we do more education on Social Security and Medicare because we kind of do them at the same time than any other firm out there. We run about 100 educational workshops at no cost to you at local libraries because we're not going to bring you out for the world's nicest steak at Ruth Chris and then you sit there after an hour presentation and you're shocked that they try to sell you something. It's 
not what we're out to do. We're out there to teach you, educate you, give you information that you can take that's helpful, even if you never meet with us. So I encourage you, give us a call, 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004, or visit us on the web at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. You can sign up for one of our free workshops right there. Or again, give us a call. Our staff would be more than happy to help you. 616-589-4004. We'll be right back. Every great day has a beginning and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you wanna see most is how nice your bathroom is. You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740, 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com, at cityglassgh.com, or again, give them a call, 842-3740. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. We're happy to be here with you today. It really is our pleasure. We love being in front of you guys, being on this journey with you. Before the break, we talked about what? Enron. You say it like all like, you'd been a good spokesperson for them before they went broke. <laughs> Enron. Anyhow, so we talked about how government bailouts eliminate accountability. Correct. Th- so think about Enron. Enron fails 2001. They, they, um, What's that old word? They juiced, they, they cooked the books. They, they weren't very honest, obviously. The government didn't step in and save them. And it wasn't just Enron. It was WorldCom. And there was a few others. The government stayed out of it. And here's what happened. And it's not good. They went to prison. Well, yeah, the people who lied and cheated and cooked the books went to prison. But my point to this is there was a lot of people hurt. And that, that's, that's lousy. I, I don't want anyone hurt. But here's what happened from this. When the government didn't step in, a lot of people got hurt. They lost their jobs. They lost, boy, the Enron people. They had a lot of their retirement tied to Enron stock, which means they lost their retirement. The home values went in half. And I'm sorry, but if you came to me and said, hey, I worked at Enron, I'd be like, see you later. Well, that's the point that I'm (laughs) making here that you just stole from me. What I was going to say is if you worked at Enron for, you know, as a, let's say a financial analyst, that's a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you know, you get laid off, you lose your job, you lose your retirement, your house is worthless almost. You're kind of in the dumps. Right. And so you go to apply for a new job and they go, hey, can I see your resume? You go, yeah, here. They go, oh, you were the chief financial analyst at Enron for the last 10 years. And then the interviewer probably looks at that person and goes, um, yeah, we, um, we filled this position. We're good here. <laughs> We're good. We'll, we'll, we'll call you. I saw you were about to say that too. The point I'm making here is, is do we want to see anybody go through that kind of pain? No. No. But you know what? Bad things happen. And bad things sometimes happen to good people. And, and you know what? It's lousy. And I wish we could avoid all of that. But what happens 
when a situation's allowed to fail like that is that hopefully it caused enough pain and heartache that it prevents people from doing it again. Correct. But when you don't allow the that heartache to ever happen, when you don't, and this, by the way, isn't just at the corporate level. This isn't just at the government level. I did a, a show on Fox talking about how this is happening. I see it a lot at the individual level where parents aren't letting their kids even scrape their knee. It's like, I know you don't want them to scrape and gouge it up and get stitches, but hey. They're never going to learn if them, they don't do something. Yeah, let them at least break some skin, put a Band-Aid on it, let a little blood fall out. I know it sounds gross, but you got to let some pain happen. Otherwise, they'll never make a different decision in order to avoid those right. consequences. Well, it's like our little guy by the pool. Everybody's all, don't let him fall in. He's only two. Well, guess what? I stood right there and told him no, and he fell in, so I grabbed him. Has he fallen in since? No. We also haven't been by a pool. That might be a poor cause and effect. <laughs> The kid won't even take a bath now, but hey, we're well, good. I mean, you can sit there and tell them all day long, you can't swim, don't go in the pool. It's a kid. All right. They're going to do it. I agree. So be there and watch it happen, and then they learn a lesson. So this is where we got to be careful with, I'm not saying that the government building a health care plan is bad. It's flawed right now, though. It's absolutely flawed. So you can get mad at me. You can write us and go, I can't believe you said these things. It's flawed. Here's why it's flawed. Because it's income based on the year of which you're applying for this insurance. It's flawed because there's no pre-existing conditions. People go, well, the pre-existing conditions were horrible. Let me give you an example. Let's say, because I get questions all the time. Should I have a high deductible plan or a low deductible plan? Should I pay low premiums or high premiums? That's kind of how high deductible, low premiums, low deductible, high premiums. Correct. Well, here's the system right now. Now, not everybody's good at planning things like this out. You and I, horrible. People are like, hey, did you plan that kid? No. no. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Happened three times. But <laughs> Still haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yes, you did. You sent me to the doctor. So you clearly, anyhow, <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but you're using your sister as an example. That thing was planned down to like the minute. Correct. So they would have been great for this. What a family like that who can plan, if you know you're not planning on having a kid this year, which, by the way, takes nine months to bake anyway, you go with the high deductible plan. And even, I mean, imagine that right now. Imagine how flawed this is. If you don't get pregnant between January, February, or March, if you get pregnant in April, it's most likely that kid's coming in like January, right? Correct. Let's Um, let's even say April. Fine. You get pregnant in May, that kid's coming in the next year. Yes, so guess what you do? You, you go, change your insurance. Yeah. January 1, you get to go to the low deductible plan. If you need surgery and the doctor says, hey, you, you know, Mike, the, these knees of yours, you know, I can see you were a catcher playing baseball. Yes, sir. The, I was. Well, you need to have these operated on. Well, I could grit through the pain through the end of the year. Here we are, uh, November. If my doctor said that again and said he really should get this taken care of, do I need to get it taken care of right now? No, you've dealt with it for 10 years. Yeah, let's just give it six more weeks. Why not? And I'll go the low deductible plan next year. Mm-hmm. So it's flawed that the pre-existing condition part that I can push off an operation. I can plan to have higher expensive things next year. Or And then, by the way, when I had the low deductible, might as well get all the work done. Right. 
The other reason it's flawed is because it's based on income. Yes. One of the things I, I, I'm working with a handful of clients right now that we they are retiring and they're going to go on Obamacare. And those premiums are going to be really high. Those premiums are so high for some of these folks that to have about a $50,000 income, which is what they want, mm-hmm. and to replace the type of health care they have now, they can't, they, they can't retire. Right. They've got to work longer. Right. Again, $14,000 for two months. Your brother-in-law makes more than fifty grand. I, I know. But, <laughs> but we're talking about some of these plans being like six, seven, eight dollars $800 a month for husband and wife. Pretty expensive. Yes. There's a way around it, though. I'm telling you guys, right now, a lot of you millennials, and by the way, I'm at the cusp of being a millennial. I'm like the right at the point at which you can still call yourself that. So when I make fun of millennials, it's called self-deprecation. I'm allowed to do it, just so you know. Stop writing me and saying, what do you have against millennials? I'm allowed to. I'm one of you. <laughs> but that was kind of creepy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can get around this thing. You know what we do? Change their income. But how could you change their income? We got to do this thing the right way. We're not lying. We're using the rules. We live in a rules-based system. Use the rules. Even Warren Buffett still follows the rules. Every year, not every year, every four years, right around election time, you know what Warren does? He goes, as a percentage of my income, I pay less in tax than does my secretary. You know, I've never heard Warren follow that statement up with, no. This one. And that is why I write several anonymous checks to the IRS each year, just so I pay my fair share. Even Warren follows the rules. There are rules that we can use to get around this because it is flawed. But I'm out of time, so we're going to come right back. Again, guys, if you need help with this, if you're sitting going, yeah, that sounds like me. I want to retire, but I don't know how to navigate this healthcare thing. And by the way, if you've got a retirement planner, or they call themselves a retirement planner, and you don't have a plan, hey, by the way, that's kind of a problem. But if you got somebody helping you with your retirement and they haven't addressed health care, isn't that kind of a problem? If that retirement person hasn't addressed Social Security or your pension, if you're still lucky enough to have that, isn't that a problem? If they don't have dollars set aside just in case the market nosedives right before or after retirement, that's a problem. Go to one of our workshops. Give us a call, 616-589-4004, or go to the web, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Give us a call. 589-4004. We'll be right back. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back to the last segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. Do you know what grinds my gears? A lot of things, again. No. When people don't know the rules, when a planner doesn't know the rules, because that costs people money. Right. And money that they spent years 
decades sometimes working for. And the one that really just gets me fired up, I'm serious here, is when people think they can't retire because somebody just didn't know the rules. So before the break, I said that there's rules that we can get around this Obamacare thing, um, the higher premiums based on income, and it's a flawed system. Here's what I mean by that. So I'm working with a handful of couples right now retiring. And they said, Mike, I can't retire because of the premium. We showed them COBRA, which was like eight, $900 a month for the two of them. And then we showed them Obamacare, or I shouldn't say we showed them. They already had those numbers, $1,000 a month, sometimes even mm-hmm. more. And huge deductibles. When I got in this business, I started with health insurance. The deductibles at which they have now for what they call like a silver plan used to be called catastrophic coverage. So like $10,000. Five even, but yeah, big. That's a lot of money. That means we have catastrophic coverage. When I got in this business, that was catastrophic (laughs) coverage. I'm telling you. But here's what we do. Let's use this couple. They want $50,000 of income. Mm -hmm. But 50 basically wipes them away from having any decent subsidies. Right. Because it's only a family of two. So you hear all the time, you can have up to 90,000. That's a family. That's you and me with our, all the kids and dogs. And you can't do the dogs, but you get my point. Some places you can get insurance on your dog, just not with your health care. <laughs> All right. But so we got this married couple. They're in their late 50s, 60s. That insurance is astronomical. Here's what we can do. You're retiring right now. And you want $50,000 next year. What if we took an extra 20 this year? Because if your income is 50, that's what you're used to. Then you got maybe about 70000 of gross income before all the deductions and all that mumbo jumbo. But by the way, that makes you in the 15% tax bracket. The 15% tax bracket goes up to about 75000 So on first blush, you'd say, well, you got about an extra $5,000 of income you could take before going into the next bracket. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Wrong. No. You get, it does make <laughs> sense. I'm not picking on you. You get these deductions and exemptions. A married couple, between your deductions and exemptions, you get a little over twenty grand. So if we want to keep you in the 15% tax bracket, because that's the bracket you're in, and right now you got about $70,000 of income to get down to 50 after they Mm -hmm. take everything out, what if I bumped you to 90? 90 minus the deductions still brings you at 70. Okay. Under the 75, 76 limit, guess what bracket you're in? You're still in the... 15 So right, Yeah, right now you're in the 15. I keep you in the 15. Next year, if you take $50,000 income, you're going to be in what? 15. So you're not paying more tax. You're paying the same 15% you're going to pay anyway. anyway. Exactly. Here's how we get around the Obamacare. What if I gave you an extra 20 grand of income this year? And then we put it in cash. And then we use that along with $30,000 next year. For your 50. And here's what's really cool about that. Then you get to lower your health insurance bill. Now, we can't do it too far. You go too far and they say you don't make enough. And when you don't make enough, the government says you should go on. Medicaid. Exactly. So we got to be careful with it. There's some numbers. But we just bump your income up this year. I've had it that where we're planning for people. And we've been using that entire 15% bracket for two or three, four years. And here's what's cool about that. They retire at 61 and they go, well, I can't take, I can't get Medicare to 65. Cool. But what we did is we used that 15% bracket that you're already in, that you're going to be in anyway. And we started putting these dollars aside. Now, if we got that much time, we don't necessarily put them in cash. But we right. pay the tax now. We take it from the IRA to non-IRA. It can go from an IRA even to a Roth IRA, by the way, and it still is fine. 
and then it's not sitting in a bank account and they're not tempted to spend it right. and they still get it distributed the way that it's supposed to be. Because we work within the what? Rules. It's a rules-based system, people. Rules does not... Don't go on another tangent. We don't have time for another tangent. No, we don't. Rules do, doesn't necessarily mean fair, though. That's where... That's the, the, the... You want to talk about the word that millennials use that get everyone riled up? It's not... Fair. Rules-based never meant... It's not fair that I have 100000 in student loans. Somebody shall pay for it. Right. You didn't realize when you were taking those out that at graduation, the school didn't just say, hey, you graduated. Here's your parting gift. We paid off your loans. No. Of course they don't say that. No, they count down the days through your six months after, and right. then they go, it's time to pay up. <laughs> we got to get rid of that term, fair. What difference does it make? None. The world isn't fair. Life isn't fair. It's a rules-based system which isn't designed to be fair. Is it fair that you pay a toll and then you pay tax at the gas, you know, the gas pump? No. You're paying it twice. Is it fair you can pay taxes on your Social Security? No. Is it fair that even after your kids are out of school, you still pay tax for the school system? No. no. Is it fair that if you send your kids to private school, that you still pay for the public school tax? No. There's a lot of things that aren't fair. Get over it. And until next week, we are your hosts, and this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.